How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards, live here on 103.9 FM WYAB in Central Mississippi, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the tuning app. Just search WYAB. And, of course, just like every day, if you miss any of this, the number one podcast in the area is this show. Just go download Clay Edwards Show wherever you, or go search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcast, music, videos, audiobooks, and more. It goes everywhere. You can run, but you can't hide. I will find you. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We got a, well, I guess one thing real quick. Um, I, I got to talk about something before I get to my guests. I, you know, my whole thing is F around and find out. I mean, that's, that's what this has evolved into. That's, what, that's the stories you guys like the most. Up in Carroll County, Mississippi yesterday, it may, it may be the greatest after around I found out story ever told. Yes, Fafo. And a, a guy, probably not in good shape, uh, we'll say probably actively uh, dealing with a meth addiction, Decided to try to go rob a woman's house. Well, we presume rob. It could have been much worse in nature. Well, actually, they're saying murder. They're charging him with attempted murder. So we'll say he was going to. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and guess that his initial reason for going there was to rob her. And it evolved or devolved into attempted murder. Tries to kick in the door. Then that doesn't work. She's on the phone with her husband. He's in Greenwood somewhere and he can't get there. Can you imagine the fear of knowing that you got a guy trying to kick in your door? Your wife and kid, wife and three kids are at home. Mm. I can't, I can't, I can't fathom it. Just Jesus take the wheel, you know. Well, that didn't work. So what does he do next, guys? He gets in his truck, a twenty five hundred, a diesel GMC. Not that the brand's relevant, but just a big truck. I'm trying to paint the picture here. Drives it through the through the uh, front of the house. At this point, just I've got some guys here who I know have battled some some drug stuff like I have, oh, yeah. and the first thing I think of, he's strung out on dope. I mean, the the mind ain't processing right when you decide that that's the next logical step in the story for him. The this family had a plan. That's the moral of this story here. The family had a plan that if anything happens, they have a safe room or a closet. They get in it. They're in there reciting prayers out loud as this guy's searching for him. So it's a good story of prayer too. Here, he opens the door, has a knife, presumably to kill him. The wife had a gun. She didn't kill him. She wasn't the greatest shot, but she injured him. He jumps in the truck, leaves. Police catch him. He's in jail. Probably will never see the light of day again, at least for the foreseeable future. 
And uh, I, I tell you all that story because that's why you need a gun. And that's why you need to have a relationship with God. And that's why you need a plan in case something happens. And uh, all three of those came together and saved somebody's life, saved four Mississippians' lives yesterday up in Carroll County. Made a video about this last night. Y'all know me. I could talk the whole show about this. But we got we got a better show than that planned for you today. I got Matt Milliman and Michael Partridge. Yes, sir. Yes, Partridge. Sir. I got a buddy who's Patridge. <laughs> so I had to make sure I get him right. And Michael Partridge here in the studio with Mercy House Teen Challenge and Mercy House Auto Center. Matt, we'll start with you, brother. What's going on? Good to see you. Man, it's good seeing you, too. Good being on the show. It's neat to hear how that lady got, got saved by being prepared, praying, having a having a weapon, because you just never know these days what could happen to you, you know, and you've got to have a plan, got to be prepared. I tell my wife all the time, watch your surroundings, because you never know what's what's around you. When At you're home in rural Mississippi. Right. Mm. And this didn't happen in Jackson. Yeah. Mm. You know, or, or, or another high crime area. It happened in Carroll County. Yeah. You just yeah. never know. Yeah, you never know. But today, you know, seeing we started off with some 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 tragic news, but luckily they were saved. You know, we're 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 coming today to share some hope about, you know, recovery, that that there's life change happening here in the in the area, in the metro area, and and there's good things happening with Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, you know, men are being set free and, and um it's exciting to be a part of it. Um I got Michael Partridge here. He's gonna share his testimony here in a little bit. You know, his life was was filled with um addiction, gang activity and just um a mess of a life and, and, and yet there was purpose in him. He didn't know it was there and, and so uh, he's gonna share in a little bit and so uh, we're excited to be able to do that. Before we get into that, uh you guys are one of our partners here on the show. Y'all got the Mercy House Auto Center, and that website's mercyhouseautocenter.com. That's right. Just drop the team, basically. Mercyhouseautocenter.com. And y'all sell cars down there, and that helps fund the operation. That's right. You know, as a 12-year veteran of the car business, I tell people all the time, you know, it's it's such a great opportunity to know you're going to get a good vehicle. This isn't some, I don't mean to sound like in a negative context, this ain't just some guys selling some cars out of the back of a church here. This is a real deal (laughs) car lot. Ran by, I didn't know that Brian Shufelt was a part of this. That's right, yeah. Until yesterday. <clears throat> Stuck my foot in my mouth yesterday making jokes about preachers in, car, in the car business. <laughs> and somebody texted me and they said, yeah, you know, uh, Mary Jo Perry texted me. And she was like, hey, you know, or called in and said uh, that that Brian Shufelt was running the place. I'm like, all right, let me pull my foot out of my mouth because he, <laughs> he's the real deal. He is. He's I mean, a good he walks one. it like he talks it. Yeah. Our auto center's neat. You know, Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge is neat. Our reach is expanding here in the metro area. We believe, you know, we're going to reach more people that are struggling with addiction, life controlling issues, and help families. And in order to do that, Clay, you know this, it takes resources. It takes finances. I mean, we have almost 70 guys in our program. I mean, 90% of them aren't paying a penny to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they are paying something, it's 500 bucks. It's nothing, you know, over the course of their time there. And so to do this, we've got two thrift stores, and then we've got our, our auto center in Crystal Springs. And let me tell you something. Our auto center is one of the nicest um, in the area for for a used car lot. There's a lot of good ones out there, I, I know, but ours is really nice. I mean, right now we've got 80 to 100 vehicles in inventory, Honda Accords, trucks, I mean, SUVs, nice cars that people can get in, be proud of, and it's really neat how we've grown. Um, we've also got cheaper cars. You know, we've got the $5,000 car, the $6,000 car, some yeah, $3,000 cars. You know? That's something I talk about a lot on here is, hey, guys, look, they got something that ten to $20,000 range. You know, that's as good of a used vehicle as you can get. And they got the cash cars, too. But I'm, I'm guessing they last about 
that long. They they don't last long, but but we do have them, and that's kind of what what's really neat about our vehicle donation program. So we've kind of got a, a, a bunch of you know things happening. Our vehicle donation program is where people can donate a a vehicle, any condition. It could be running. You could go to trade, be able to trade your vehicle in, and you can think, well, the dealership's going to give me three thousand. Well, Mercy House, you know, I could donate it to them and receive a six thousand dollar tax deduction for my taxes. And if you're a ten ninety nine person, it's a it's a big write off. Uh, that's how I've been selling this thing on, on the radio here. Yeah. Is you know, God's end of the year, whenever you know, don't don't sell a car for three grand. And like I said, I'm ten ninety nine. If I got a car, I can don't. I'd much rather. Cause that's real. That's money in that's pocket. Real money in your pocket. It's real money. Uh, business owners, I know that's gonna have a deal with for people who can donate their fleets or like right. aging fleet vehicles instead of sending them to the auction, and that they could probably do better donating them than what they would get at the auction farm. Yeah, and you, know, and you eliminate all those fees. Um, send them to the auction. You can get a, a real value, and then the biggest thing is the value goes into somebody's life. Yeah, that's trying to get together, and they're that, trying that. to get get like Michael sitting here. You know, we're able to take him into the program and help him and help hit you know just him get his life together and um, and not costing him anything because most people coming out of addiction or, or at least with our program, you know, they're at the very end and they they burned every bridge um, imaginable, and then. So they need help. And so we're able to do this because people listening um, donate cars, they shop at our thrift stores, and uh, they buy vehicles from us. And, and we've got a really, really nice lot. Brian Schufelt, our general manager, he's a seasoned uh, vet in the car business and um, is really you know helping take our car, uh, car lot to a, a good level. We've got solid mechanics, good salesmen, treat people right. If you walk in, it's clean. I mean, it's a, it's really nice out there and the dealerships i know especially on the used only side the best ones where you get the best cars is when they have have on-site mechanics that's right now there's some stuff that requires specialists every now and then you, you like a transmission you send that to the transmission guys or the rear end guys like a1 gear places like that but the best the places that do the best and the cars are out there with the least amount of troubles are places that have a mechanic on site mm. and it just goes so so far yeah, yeah, it does. And we, you know, we, we have Carfax. So, I mean, we're checking vehicles before we buy them. And you can get a Carfax report on the vehicle that you buy. You know, it's not something, you know, you got to worry about where it's been. I mean, we're really trying to make our auto center um, something that's uh, really nice in the area. And it's becoming that. And, and uh, I mean, right now we're selling anywhere from 50 to you know, 40 cars a month. And um, we're gaining a lot of traction. So people listening, you know, if you're in tax time right now, you're looking to get a vehicle. We've got a lot of vehicles on our lot. I think we've got somewhere around 10 trucks. I mean, 10 to 15 SUVs, small SUVs. We've got over 20 Honda Accords, anywhere from a 11 Honda Accord all the way to a 2019 wow. Honda Accord. You have over 20 Honda Accords? Over yeah. 20 Honda Accords. That's now, right. In my experience in the car business, uh, you probably won't have them by the end of the day now that people know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's I mean, hope that, so. Come out and see us. We're yeah. at Crystal Springs. Uh, Mississippi on the corner, uh, right there on 51. and Because and, uh, that's the question I get asked more than anything. I, you know, after spending that time in the business, people still to this day, hey, man, you know anybody that's got a, a good used Honda or Toyota? You know, that's what everybody wants for their kid's first vehicle or their own bump-around car, new car, depending on what budget we're looking at here. But everybody wants a Honda Accord in that seven to $10,000 price range. And I'm guessing y'all have something to satisfy those needs. We do. We have we have several of those in that price range. We also have some that's in the fifteen, sixteen thousand dollar price yeah. range, eighteen thousand dollar price range. We've got a variety for every customer that, depending on what their income is and what they're looking for, we've got a variety. 
um, at the auto center for them. Same with financing options, I assume, for everybody from uh, from, from rebuilding credit up to, to great credit. You got something for everybody. Yeah, good credit, bad credit. You know, you can bring in outside. You can bring in your own finance and go to your bank. Um, but yeah, we can we can you can come in. We can finance you right there, um, in house, and 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 help you get get a good ride. I love that. that that's that's people don't think about it, but that's a big part of the ministry, man. Being able to uh, uh, somebody trying to get their life back right, getting out of jail, being able to go or getting out of a rehab facility and getting a job. You know, they got they got to have a car. They do, and everybody ain't giving nobody a car. I guess I'm kind of tying all this in together here, but a guy, you know, they ain't got the credit. But if he can get some money down, he can get the job, he can come get a, get a car. And uh, that freedom and that independence and not having to depend on other people mm-hmm. or get stuck back around the wrong crowd because you had yeah. to bum a ride and all that stuff, you know, it goes a long way. It does. It does. It's, it's one of the biggest hindrances, just what, what I see. It seems like our – and not to get, all, get off on, on the political side of things, but a lot of things are broken here in Mississippi – um, we can get off on the political side of things. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> everybody listening knows there's some things that's broken, and, and we understand people that commit crimes, just consequences, and all that. I, I get it. I mean, but at the same time, sometimes there's not enough help for somebody that doesn't have a driver's license, can't find a Social Security card, uh, can't get a birth certificate. You know, these things that we think are just common, like I, you know, you have it in your, you know, your little drawer in your in your room or a little safe at your house, but some people don't know who their family is. And so we take that for granted. And so um, at Mercy House, you know, we're really able to help guys get so much of their life going in the right direction with their, their birth certificate and driver's license and jobs. And so because, um, you know, it seems like a lot of that stuff is broken here in Mississippi um, and helping people that maybe are, are a convicted felon, you know, and mm-hmm. getting some of that stuff situated for them. Because just because you're a convicted felon doesn't mean you're you know, messed up the rest of your life. Hey, look, man, you know, that's that's one of the pillars this show is built on. Now, I'm not a felon. It's only by the grace of God. Yeah. You know, I just, wrong, wrong place, wrong time. You know? right. <laughs> but, but you know, it's uh, something I fight for whenever I get the opportunity is employers giving felons a second chance. And I know COVID, kind of a blessing in disguise kind of was, for, yeah. for a lot of felons that, because nobody else wants to work. And I say not nobody else. There's a large large crew of people that are, don't want to work. I ain't working for that. I want 20 an hour. <laughs> I was like, felons, this is your time. Go reapply at some of these places. You know, I'll tell this story to the day I die. I was talking about that one day. By 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m., when I got to my other my, my previous day job, a girl, well, no, later in the afternoon, she called me crying. She said, Clay, I did what you said. And one of those places that told me no three months ago told me yesterday. Wow. You know, and it's just a great opportunity to get out there. If you ain't hard, if you ain't scared to work, there's work to be had. That's it's right. different than it used to be. I mean, that that is one of the blessings that came from COVID. So yeah. let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we're gonna get into uh, get into our guest story, Michael Partridge, and we got Matt Milliman here as well. I'm sure he'll tell us some of his. This is, and you know, I can't I can't talk about recovery and not insert my two cents either. So <laughs> if you'll get to hear some of mine for the 500th time, this is the Clay Edwards Show on WYA. B, we'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Guns and Gear. I have not mentioned the Guns and Gear text line this morning. If you guys have any questions, comments, or other, well, I don't know what else it could be other than that. You want to send me some funny memes? We can do that too. The Guns and Gear text line is 769. 
1944. If you have any questions for our guests this morning or myself, feel free to shoot that in. But hey, aside from that, I told you that story as my intro to the show today about the woman who saved her family. Well, God, let's just be honest, God saved her life. God saved their life. But by giving her the ability to fire off that pistol. So, look, guys, listening right now, your wife works, stays at home during the day. Do I really have to sell listeners of this show on the importance of getting a gun? I, I don't think so. But let that story be a great reminder. I was talking to my girlfriend last night telling her about it. And, you know, we had this exact conversation. I really need to tune up my my, my, my shooting abilities. You know, long story short. And she, uh, she, she, will, she will be doing that. And yours can too. Get out to guns and gear. They got everything you could possibly want out there. From ARs to pistols to rifles, shotgun stuff, accessories. They got it all. They also your one-stop shop for seracoding and gunsmithing as well. And, hey, you got an old gun sitting around. Maybe you, got a, maybe you inherited some stuff from a family through the, through the wheel or an estate or something like that. Uh, you're not doing anything with it. Get out there. Let them give you top dollar for that thing. I mean, the market's great. It is a, it is a seller's market right now. So get over there. See guns and gear. Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. And check them out on Facebook, too. They finally did get back on Facebook, so you can check out their deals of the day out there. So, hey, so my guest this morning is uh, Michael Partridge and Matt Milliman with Mercy House Teen Challenge. You know, we were just talking off air a little bit about, and I just got a breaking news thing, talking about advertising and digital advertising and some of these other things. And I still think that live talk radio is, is getting is better and better and better because you have a captive live audience and they can't fast forward through stuff. And I, I mentioned wrestling, you know, I was like, I only really watch live TV for wrestling and football and occasionally NASCAR or something like that. the live sports or can't right. miss live events. Cause I don't want a spoiler, you know, I just saw where WWE, this is really irrelevant, but I saw where WWE just signed a deal to move Monday Night Raw to Netflix. Wow. Wow. You know, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they weave in the advertising and stuff on that. And that's, that's, a, that's a huge deal. Apparently, it's uh, going to be worth, I just saw this. Anyway, billions of dollars. Billions what? of billions of dollar deal. I think a lot of those companies are they're going to start doing mandatory advertisements, right? In all that, I, what didn't YouTube or, or one of those co- companies? It's like now, even if you're paying for it, advertisements are happening um, because so many people are streaming. If I'm yeah. not correct, I think that's right. Yeah, you know, there, there was some rumors that it may go to um, Amazon, and there'd be all kind of you know, tie-ins with products and this, that, and the other. But I think that's a huge get for Netflix and. And now Netflix and these companies, I think I know what you're saying here, now they offer these ad tiers. Yeah. And some of them are not just going to be mandatory. It's just going to turn into cable. Can I tell you what's coming out that's really neat? I, I met a guy last week and was talking with him, and he's got a software company. Um, he's based in Austin, Texas, but he's from California. And there's a technology coming out where when you're watching a show, you can take your phone like you would do with a QR code, but there's no QR code. And you can scan it and buy things straight from the television. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but, like, you're watching a football game, and I'm a big New Orleans Saints fan, and uh, you're watching it, and Taysom Hill has the ball. You could scan it, and literally somehow built into the programming is advertisements where you could scan it and buy his jersey. Things will pop up on your phone. 
and you can buy his jersey or whatever you're watching. What and they even, say, would be even cooler. Like, you know, it's so hard to find certain swag, like in the audience. Like, man, where did they get that? Oh, you yeah, know, you can cool. scan that and, like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's just one random little mom and pop shop that custom made this thing, you know, like, and it will. Do, it, it's going to evolve go to that. into that. Yeah, yeah. It's really d- the digital life. You know, they say technology now is increasing every three hours. It used to be like every three years. Like it's increasing rapidly with AI and everything. We don't even know what the world will look like in five years, technology-wise. I am, I, I'm not as doomsday on AI as everybody else is. I understand it has the ability to do a lot of bad, but I think it has the ability to do a whole lot of good and it's going to be getting the right people in place to manage that and I, somebody told me the other day I, don't, I wish i could remember who to give them credit they said well, they keep talking about all this bad stuff that ai can do about kill us and in the world why don't they just unplug it <laughs> and i tried to find a snarky reply almost it's smarter than that and i was like i don't know just yeah unplug it yeah. <laughs> turn the, the power, power off, off. <laughs> like gotcha <laughs> All right. all right, man, let's jump into this. Uh, who do we want to start with, Michael or Matt? Let, let me just say real quick, um, what, you know, Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge, we believe that, that anyone, no matter where they come from, no one is beyond the reach of recovery. No one is beyond the reach of Christ Jesus' redemption. We believe that. We're a faith-based program. We also know this, real change is real hard. Anybody listening this morning, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a business owner, if you walk through hardships, cancer, financial situations, I mean, you know that change and and life can be challenging. And at, at Teen Challenge, we believe that, but we also believe that God can come in and he can breathe new life um, and bring what was hopeless. Um, he can bring new life into that. And so we know that real change is real hard in our program um is is difficult for a lot a lot of people but also because it's it's challenging it produces a character in guys and that that helps them stay sober helps them stay successful long term and if you're you know a business owner or somebody listening you you know what i'm talking about if you're going to have success in your life it's going to take some sacrifice it's going to take some work if you're going to be sober Today, coming out of a lifestyle of addiction, or if you're involved in gang activity, if you're involved in whatever you were involved in, you're going to have to make some some logical choices to get your life together. And it's exciting to be a part of you know a program that's doing that. At our program, we teach work ethic. Um, we don't just teach you know classroom stuff. We teach work ethic. We teach foundational principles of how to serve God, what you were actually created for. Because all of us in here, we were created to serve God, right? We're, we're, we're these spiritual beings having a temporary physical experience here on the earth. And so all of us have a spirit that's, that's, that's needing something. And so um, my story, I never thought I could experience freedom from, from alcohol and drugs. I grew up seeing my dad as an alcoholic, and uh, he provided for us. But I'm not talking about just you know a, a drinker. No, an alcoholic that drank till he was blackout drunk every time he drank. And uh, so you see that, and you think, I'll never be that. And next thing you know, I'm drinking. Next thing you know, I'm smoking marijuana. Next thing you know, I'm doing drugs, selling drugs, find myself in jail, prison. I mean, you name it, you know, I've, I've walked through it. And, um, you know, real change for me was real hard. I had to walk through a lot of lot of things. And, Clay, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you, you, you have to face consequences for life. And But what's, what's, what's good is that in those consequences, I found life because I had to face them and say, look, I messed up. This is yeah. what I did. And through all that, I actually found hope and found freedom, but I had to face stuff. And, and through that, I mean, I'm, I'm married now, going on five years, and I've been sober nine years. 
And just my whole life has been changed um, by the power of God that gave me a new hope and a new life to live. But, it, you know, it took some work on my part. And, and that's what it takes for anybody to do anything and succeed in this life. you got to work for it. Yeah, I mean, you got to hit rock. When you hit rock bottom, it's like either, either you're content with that or you say, I, I won't be here no more. Right. you got to go up. Yeah, and, and straight you, up or sideways. <laughs> yeah, and, and we know that God gives us all the help we need. You know, God breathed life into us, and but but it requires work too that you that you take hold of that and say, look, uh, God, you, you've given me help. I wanna I wanna go forward and do more. So yeah, well, uh, Michael, yes sir, Partridge, yes, sir. welcome to the show, brother. Well, thank you, man. Good morning. Good it, morning. It's it's hard to crack to crack the egg a little bit when you get me and me and Matt <laughs> talking. You know, we got we get to going, man, but. So you're a success story with Mercy House Teen Challenge. Are we calling it, is it Mercy House Teen Challenge still? Is it Mercy yes. House? It, it, we go by Mercy House Teen Challenge, Adult and Teen Challenge, um, either one. Okay. Well, so you, 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 as an adult, yes, sir. Went through the went through the program. Yes, Tell us how you got there. Okay, so yeah, I'm a product of the program, man. Um, so, uh, so, uh, I'm sorry about that. I'm a product of the program. I, um, you know, I came into the program broken, man, and uh, lost and uh, addicted to drugs. Um, everybody had, you know, kind of stepped out of my life, you know, just, you know, not because they wanted to, because I pushed them out of my life, and um, you know, I dealt with drugs for over 20 years, uh, in and out of prison. Um, you know, uh, been in gang, uh, gang life and, uh, you know, dealing drugs and doing drugs. You from here? Uh, I'm from Vicksburg, Mississippi. Vicksburg? Yes, sir. Simon City? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. And so I, I dealt with that for a long time and, uh, just, you know, um, serving the wrong master. And, uh, and so, man, I, uh, and I came into Mercy House, man, they, they waved the fee for me, man. And when I got there, I, I just remember, I'm like, I hadn't worked in so long. I, I just sold drugs and like manipulated people to get my, my way, you know, basically. And, and so I, I remember getting there and, um, uh, shout out to brother Howard. Uh, he, he came in and he says, uh, go on ahead and get you a day of sleep. He said, because we finna put you to work. And uh, and that was the one thing when I look back on that's what I was missing, man. When, when was that? Other than the Lord, uh, this was o- over a year ago. It's been a well. It was a, last January. Okay. And Mike's a military vet. Did you serve? Yes, in, did you serve I, in Iraq? I, no, sir. Okay. I, I didn't serve. Uh, I wasn't a combat veteran, but I, I'm a pri- I've prior service. Yeah. Yeah, in the uh, U.S. Army, and uh, was separated for drug addiction, for drug abuse, and uh, the story of my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. And so, man, I got there, and Brother Howard, he, he said, well, "You finna go to work." And I remember, man, that's when I had my first encounter with the Lord, man, in my, you know, in my brokenness. And I had lost my work ethic over the years, you know, and that's a, uh, that could be shameful to a man, especially that's, you know, that's how we, that's how we, we eat is, uh, make money. And, and so anyway, uh, you know, they took me in, man, and, uh, there's a lot of guys there and I remember 65 guys and, uh, and they put me to work in the wood shop and I had an encounter with the Lord and I remember just leaning on him in those moments and man, being like, I, I can't do this apart from you. I need you. And, uh, I believe that that was a, the, the, the biggest ingredient where I, what I needed is, uh, and that's why I, I wanted to expound on how the program, you know, I, first I want to give all the glory to, to God, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, that's who saved my soul. And, and, uh, man, I'm so grateful for that, but you know, I'm also grateful for, you know, the program. I, I've tried so many different things in my life. And um, I used to run from this program. Uh, Miss Lisa Cap used to, uh, which is an angel that come in my life. She used to, um, uh, she used to try to get me to go to Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. But I, I always knew how, how rigorous the program was, you know. So I was like, man, I'd always run from it. Yeah, yeah That's how I was when I decided to to give my life to Christ back about, again, about five or six years ago. I said, I knew, I said, man, I, 
I know how I am. It's going to be all or nothing. Yep. And I'm not. I don't know if I'm quite. I'm still going to be a little more selfish. Yep. And I even the night before I got baptized, and I got tore out the frame. It pops around the corner, and it was the night of the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight. And that next morning, I'm in Cleary Creek there with Terry Fant and the crew from Hickory Ridge Baptist Church, watching it all the way. And I and I I stayed very straight for a very long time, but I just knew it's going to be all or nothing because it's a lot yeah. of work to live right. Yep. Yes, it is, man. And so that's the way I am. Uh, with most drug addicts, I believe we're extremists. We're, we're all or nothing majority of us. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, it's been such a transforming, uh, you know, uh, time in my life because I'm, I'm all in, man. I'm sold out for the Lord. And, and like I said, uh, just real quick, uh, I don't know how much time I have, but I just we got about a minute before the break. Okay. And so, um, just a real quick, you know, I, I walked through the program, man, and I learned so many things, man. The guys that work there, they've p- completed the program. You know, they're, they're not, just telling you something from what they know that I mean from what they've heard they telling you something from what they've walked through and that's so powerful to me I can walk up under that so all right when uh, we're gonna take a break when we come back I want to rewind a little bit man and see kind of what led you to that okay how'd you end up where you were at getting kicked uh, I guess kicked out of the army dishonorably yes, discharged yep. I want to hear about some of that I think the I think everybody I like explaining what I call people's rock bottoms to people because everybody's is different yes. there may be somebody that thinks they're not there or he thinks they're somewhere when nobody's story is like theirs, and they hear one's like, that's my story. Mm. Let me go get some help. Yeah, that's powerful. I want, to, I want to hear yours when we get back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's open daily, 4 p.m. to midnight. I mean, man, how nice is it to get a pizza late? Sometimes I ain't hungry at 7 o'clock. I'm lying. I'm always hungry at 7 <laughs> o'clock. I go to bed at 9.30 or 10 o'clock, so 7's about as late as I'm eating. But uh, for you guys that aren't, uh, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri, seven days a week, 4 p.m. to midnight, right there at Fannin Mart on the Res, available for delivery, available for carryout, dine-in, of course, some of the best pizza you'll, you'll, you'll ever eat. I, and I'm a pizza connoisseur. And I'm telling you, every time I get over there, because like, they only make one size, they only make large. I'm like, man, I don't really need a large. And the next thing you know, there's only one slice left. I'm like, I don't like to waste anything. So <laughs> let me go on and uh, glutton is definitely one of my daily sins. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you can experience that same uh, mental catastrophe as I do every time I go there. But uh, do I waste it? Do I take it to go? I don't want to throw it away. It's always the pig, pig, pig that I do that with. Now, now Clay, am I seeing some guns on you right there? Have you been Have you been hitting the weights? Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Ten, ten pound dumbbells, twenties. What are you? I, I'm are you up to, to the fifties? What are you doing now? So I, I, I'll do hammer curls with forty fives, uh, individuals with thirty, thirty five. You know, and um, what was it called? Isolated, I guess. Yeah, isolated. And then uh, the curl the curl bar. About 100 pounds. Yeah. You're getting back to your fighting weight. Yeah. You're getting ready. Well, when you talk as much crap as I do, you, <laughs> I mean, you got to be ready these days. You at least got to be physically intimidating, <laughs> if nothing else. And I'm going to tell you what, I've been uh, going out to my doctor out there at Men's Health in Mississippi and got on the, t- the testosterone replacement therapy. Been about a year now. And you, I mean, you, you see what you see. I mean, it's been an absolute game changer. Got me, got me back to as a 46 year old guy whose testosterone levels were low from too many years of drugs and alcohol and everything else. Uh, my my test my levels were down below 300, where to be maximizing around 900 is what you want to be at. And uh, after a year, you know, I'm telling you, it's been a game changer. I did their ad for them, and uh, we joke around in the ad uh, about 
the quality of life you'll see in other places than just muscles, the, be- the bedroom. And we say that sh- she'll thank you too. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> definitely, man, real talk. If you're, um, if you, if you've been out there and you're in your late thirties, early forties, man, go get your levels checked. And they're doing that free right now at men's health in Mississippi. So the testosterone makes a big difference. Well, you look good. You thank look you, good. brother. Yeah. Thank you. Brother. Uh, in, in closing on Acme pizza and daiquiris, get out there again, seven days a week, uh, 12 different specialty pizzas, nine different frozen daiquiris on tap. You can even get those to go or delivered available on all major food delivery apps, Acme pizza and daiquiris. Don't forget, they are doing live DJ music every Saturday night after nine o'clock right now. And they had a big old crowd this past weekend. A lot of old, uh, old, old club heads out there. I saw some faces I recognized in some of them pictures from back in the, uh, the late nineties, early two thousands, getting out and enjoying some music and pizza. I like it. I dig it. All right. Here in the studio with me this morning, Michael Partridge was telling us his, his, his testimony. And of course we got Matt Milliman, Mercy House adult and teen challenge here in the studio guys i I want you to finish your story real quick but i want to say i mean i was telling you all this off air and i don't know any other time to wedge it in except now we're talking about the paupers field thing yeah and i think this is a great opportunity to i was on here ranting last week and i was talking about you know that yes there's 600 bodies out there going back to like 2003 or whatever the date was whatever the number 715 a large number especially for an area the size of the, of Jackson or tr- the Tri County area, and they're making a big fuss out about it because a couple of them, you know, the, apparently the coroner didn't go out of their way to uh, to notify the family. Sad story. We can mm-hmm. all yeah, accept sad. that that's a sad story, but that is not representative of the of the majority reason most of those people are out there un, unclaimed, unidentified. Well, not unidentified, but unclaimed. As a lot of it is because they were addicts. Yeah, addiction. Yep. Addiction calls addiction. them to be there. Probably. Addiction calls them to be there, and, and they've got to that point where they weren't allowed in their families' homes anymore, or however that situation led to them most likely being homeless, mm-hmm. most of mostly through addiction. Do y'all think that their families were going to go and uh, when they did get the notification that they died, say, "Well, well now let's spend ten thousand more dollars," mm. you know, burying them? Well, I, it, I don't think so. It gets to a point where, and I know this from experience. I've got a sister right now that's wandering the streets, and it's 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 one of the heartbreaking, one of the most heartbreaking things when it's a family member you love, and you cannot talk sense into them, and eventually it gets to a point where, like, you try, you try, you try, and you don't know what else to do. So the family sometimes just like. Out of mind, out of sight, out of mind, and mm. all you know to do is pray for them. And but but you do everything you can, and I and I guess in those situations, the families they they just had to move on because they can't yeah. help them. And it's just one of the saddest things yes, that, it is. that that we deal with is when you can't get somebody to see it and can't you know give them the hope that they can change their life, and they get stuck in that routine of addiction, and they wander the streets, they end up overdosing in an alley somewhere. And the family is just, I mean, what are they supposed to do in that situation? It's yeah, I mean, the, the family, that's their mother, brother, sister, cousin, son, daughter, you know. But to the to the paramedics and to the coroner, it's another addict. Mm-hmm. You know, add them, add them to the list, whatever, you know, whether it's fentanyl overdose or just years and years of abuse to your body. You know, they they don't have that connection. So. And, Clay, it's addiction's getting worse. I don't know if people listening or seeing it or, or if it's being talked about. I know we're going into an election year, so that's going to be the demand, you know, the most thing talked about this year. But addiction is really rampant, and the drugs out there today are so potent, and they're mixing things and the chemicals and the fentanyl and all this stuff. I mean, 
people are overdosing and, and dying and their brains are getting messed up with the meth and with the just, you know, and it's always been like that. But to me, we're seeing people come in our program that, that, that their minds are gone. My yep. sister's wandering the streets. Her mind's gone from the drugs that she's doing. It's like that. And, and we talk about the wrong thing. Um, and not to get off on another political tangent, but we talk about the wrong thing with homelessness. We talk about all these people, you know, they're homeless. And, yeah, a lot of them have bad situations happen to them, but a lot of them are on drugs. And that's causing them to be homeless. Yeah. And we don't talk about that enough, you know. Michael, what I want to do is push your your the early part of your testimony, the yeah. beginning of your story, to the top of the next hour. We only got about three minutes here, yes. so I don't want to interrupt you there. I want to carry this conversation on to our next break here. It, it, it is. And, look. People, I get accused a lot of lacking empathy for uh, people who are roaming the streets and this, that, and the other. But because I've been in this fight for a long time, there's, I know those people. I know people like that. And until they're ready to get help, yep. until they're ready to come down to Mercy House, Adult Teen Challenge, or places similar to it, and get the help that they need, I, I don't feel like beating my head against a brick wall with them. I know there's people that do, and God bless them. Absolutely, there's a yep. there's a there's a place for that. Uh, and I, but I'll tell anybody who'll listen, you know, I'll be the first in line to help somebody when they decide they want to get help. And I got a real heart for that. People that want to get help. I believe the Bible's clear. We, we can still serve those. We can still bring food to them. We can still in that moment, give them hope that they can change. But until they're ready yep. to actually change, um, they're not going to change. Nobody. I don't care who they are. But but we can still go and we can bring them food. We can provide shelter. There's so many organizations that do such a good work in our area to help people. You are know? y'all are y'all seeing people who I know a lot of people get in trouble and they'll come down to Mercy House to try to and this is my assumption anyway, I could be wrong. But a lot of people, you know, that they're facing some they're facing a court date, like I gotta get clean, I'm gonna go down here. Um are, are do you see people who are doing it because they think it's gonna keep them out of jail as is it work? Is what am I trying to say here? The success rate of that as high as people who are just ready. So I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I actually think sometimes people need something hanging over their head to get yep. their life together. Yeah. I actually encourage. I think when that happens and family calls and like, hey, I got so and so's in jail. I was like, man, that's awesome because now you've got a something to hold over his head. So hopefully, because a lot of addicts they can't see the light of day because they're so clouded in addiction. But if um, you know, if they can get somewhere for yep. a period of time, get their exactly mind clean. Right. There's hope that we believe God can impart the truth of who they were created to be so that they can change. But at, at, at the same time, some guys do come in our program and they're just there to be the charge. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, they're still learning truth. But if, but if it works, it works. It works, it works. Yeah. 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 We'll take anybody. Whatever I mean, it takes you know? to get you there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I want to hear how you got there at all. Let's take a break real quick, come back. We'll land the plane for the first hour and top of the 8 o'clock hour. We're going to get into Michael's story. We're going to talk about Simon City Royals and the gang culture and how it led him to down the road he ended up going down. I'm looking forward to hearing this. I love this kind of stuff. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on WYAB. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, real quick, we only got about two minutes to end the hour here, and we're going to get into our guest, Michael Partridge's story about the Simon City Royals being dishonorably discharged from the military, all of that here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. I just didn't want to interrupt him with these little short segments here at the end of this hour. But I do want to talk about it real quick is that Matt Milliman with Mercy House Teen Challenge uh, tell you about how you can make monthly donations. You know, if it's $10 a month or whatever, you know, how you can help uh, sow into this ministry. Yeah, so 
you know, people listening, we, we only are able to operate one. God helps us. <laughs> but people get on board with our mission and our vision. And our vision is big. Our vision is to free all people in this area that struggle with addiction. Our program is getting ready to expand and do a lot of neat things, I believe. And so it takes help from people in the community getting behind us, businesses supporting us. And so you can do that. You can go on our website, mercyhouseatc.com. There's a donate button at the top. You can make a monthly donation of $15, $10, or $100. You know, that goes a long way in helping us um, help men. Most of the guys come in our program, they don't have anything. I mean, they don't even have clothes, a lot of them. I mean, we're getting them clothes, shoes, and uh, some of them don't have family. And so you getting behind us doing that. Um, it helps a, a whole lot. You can follow us on Facebook, Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. We've got somewhere around 13,000, 14,000 followers. We post stories and, and things on Facebook. Keep up with us like that. Uh, you can also donate items, um, razors, shaving cream, toilet paper, um, paper towels, uh, soap, things like that. You can mail them directly to our center. We have an Amazon wish list. Um, you can go directly to our center. You can go on our Facebook page, find the Amazon wish list, and you can send stuff directly to our center. Go on our website. You'll see the address. I want to interrupt you real quick. We've got about 20 seconds. Guys, you know, you get, stuffed at, you get stopped at these red lights, and there's people trying to hit you up for money. If, and a lot of you are just such good-hearted people. You give these folks money. Instead of giving them what they really need, help, you can give Mercy House Teen Challenge help. That Amazon list, mail it there if you feel like giving somebody something. We'll be right back here in seven minutes discussing all the stuff we talked about on WYAB. You've tuned back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. A lot of people ask me, Clay, what does reality radio mean? If you were listening to that first hour, that's reality radio. We talk about real life stuff, real life things. You know, we don't, I don't have a format here. Uh, we, we come in, we talked about the lady that used God and guns last night to save her, yesterday to save her family. You know, that's reality radio. Hearing my guest here, Michael Partridge, telling his story that you're about to hear. It's reality radio. Some people call it conservative talk radio. Some people call it talk radio. I call it reality. We happen to be conservatives. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know I am. And, um, we do a radio show. I think it's pretty plain and simple. Uh, real quick, this segment going to be brought to you by our friends over at Stonington Farm Beef. That's grass-fed, grass-finished, 100% raised right here in South Mississippi. Well, raised right down in South Mississippi. Raised in Mississippi. Uh, they come up here about once a month. They'll bring your order up. You go to the website, stoningtonfarm.com. You're going to get 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, antibiotic and mrna free beef and steroid free too for that matter good great source locally sourced beef it's phenomenal you know i preach to the high heavens about how good the ground beef is the sirloins the ribeyes all that stuff whether you want to buy one pound or one steak or one cup of their uh, bone broth you don't have to put a big order in. They do, however, offer mini cow and whole cow packages. I had somebody messaging me the other night asking about that, and the best I can tell you is I don't know uh, on the pricing as far as the whole cow. you got to break that down with them. Depends on how you want it processed. Uh, sausage, I don't know if they even do sausage, but like when you do a deer, I know sausage costs more than than a steak does. So everything's going to be a little different. Get with them, stoningtonfarm.com. You will not regret it. They sold out last time. Because the WYAB listeners sold out in advance for their last Jackson trip. That's huge. They come up for once a month. They meet at three different locally local places for you to pick up your order. 
They take cash, debit, credit, the whole nine yards. StoningtonFarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's. All right. My guest here this morning is Michael Partridge. He's a success story for Mercy House Teen, teen Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. He's been through the program. Uh, January was the 12th month, was the year anniversary, yes, I guess. Yes, sir. Uh, clean, sober, uh, looking great, man. You look, talking thank about you, working out, you. you look like you work out too. So. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with Matt over here, man. <laughs> yeah, man, man, man. You got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> humble, my friend. Yes, so humble. Yes. Uh, all right, so I like to ask this question here, yeah. and I'm just going to pass the mic to you after this. <clears throat> what was the, Everybody remembers the first time they got high. Like, What was your situation? What led you? What opened up the door to get you to where you're at now? So, um, you know, I, I look back, you know, now and uh, now that I've been clean, which is a rarity in my life, I hadn't ever been clean this long and all the, you know, the, the, the smoke's clearing. And, um, I look back and where it all started was, is, is my anger and rebellion with my father and uh, my mother separating. And it created a seed inside of me. I started believing a lie. And, um, and so then I, I went to the streets. How old were they? To, were you then? I was 15. How old are you now? I'm, I'm 36. Okay. And so, yeah, and I was 15 years old. My dad worked a lot. Really good man. He still is. I hadn't st- spoke to him in a long time. But anyway, he, um, um, I was just angry at the world, really. Um, and, uh, and, and nothing was going to fix that but me and getting right with the Lord. And that it was going to take this long. But anyway, so I remember going out and, um, uh, and I, I didn't do drugs until I was 15. I smoked uh, marijuana for the first time, but I remember doing that. And it, it may, it gave me that, it filled that void. It was temporary, but it filled that void where I was seeking some, uh, you know, something that I didn't know what it was that only the Lord could feel. But anyway, um, that led to years and years of, uh, drug abuse. I smoked marijuana for a few years and then I ended up in, uh, ended up, uh, in the military and, um, I want to ask you a question yeah, real quick. Marijuana. Yeah. Do, do you look at marijuana as a gateway? For sure. 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I started, you know, uh, you know, I was even scared when I smoked the first time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's 100% a gateway drug, you know, but at the same time, you know, I believe a person will, you know, if they're, they're going to have that reservation already, if they're going to do it. But most of the time, like for me, it was, I can speak only for what had happened with me. I started with marijuana. It was and, me too. Yeah. And it, and it, it, it happened within, within a year I was in, into cocaine, you know, and it was that fast. And so, yeah, it was a gateway for me. And, um, but anyway, people, people hear that and they think, oh, you smoked weed and you just automatically started craving other drugs and like that's not how it works no. it, it loosens up your inhibitions yep you're like oh i grew up in the 80s that was my friday frying eggs my brain on drugs when my when my egg when my brain didn't turn into an egg i was like they lied yeah <laughs> what other drugs aren't bad right yeah. yeah that is true and so and also how they watered down you know how marijuana's you know it's now with, with it becoming legal and stuff i think that could be, become dangerous uh but anyway so yeah i um i ended up you know, doing that for a while and ended up in the military, found myself in the military, but I'm still having an addictive personality. Um, I had been saved from a lot of situations that my dad was helping me in, you know, get, you know, he just wanted to help me. And, and anyway, I found found myself in the military, but now I'm addicted to pain pills. And, uh, my first sergeant, he tried to save me over and over. Good man. I remember, uh, and, uh, I for, finally, I had a situation, uh, because of drugs and alcohol, uh, led me to my adjutant general having it come across his desk. And he says, no, 
can't have that. And so they separated me from the military. Uh, I didn't have a dishonorable discharge, but it's a general under honorable conditions. But it still has a, a separation code of four, and it's like basically the same thing as a dishonorable. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, man. And in my, when was that? This was in two thousand and seven. How old, how old were you when you went in? I was twenty years old. Then how long were you in? Uh, I was in two years. Two years. Yeah. Okay. And um, well, it took me a while to get separated. So, but I was in there for two years, and then I got it took. It's like a six month separation process. And but anyway, yeah. What what, what is that it was separation? I mean, I know what separation is, but do are you there? Kind of in court martial, or are you are you sent back home, or I was on base during that process, but sent to like a barracks where it's basically the people being processed out. Like the island for misfit toys, type right? Thing. Exactly. Gotcha. That's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. That actually, but yeah. And so, um, I found myself again, you know, in the same cycle. But it, this one was a, a different monster. It was a, a, a pain uh, pills, and um, I that, that get, grabs a hold of you. Yeah, Physi- I couldn't physically. get off of it. Yeah, I couldn't get off of it, man. And I mean, yeah, it was a monster, and uh, so that led to years and years of uh, pain addiction, and uh, and then whatever else. By then, I, I, you know, I was just whatever would get me high, but. But anyway, it led me to committing crimes for my for the drugs, you know, for my pain. Because like you said, it's physical. And I, I I had to I had to, when I woke up before I went to bed, I was thinking of how I could get my next fix that morning. And then that morning when I woke up, I was thinking about the next one before I even got the next one. You know, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. having to get. So anyways, counting it. Like, yeah, man. I got, I got four pills. Left. This is gonna, right. So, you know, what can I do? Exactly. Break one and a half. Maybe I can have one for in the morning. I mean, you start doing yeah. this crazy, you know, and that's my. Dope- Whole, dope boy magic math yeah and that's my whole life involved around how i was going to get my next fix or who i could bring along with me and pull me down and to get in so i could get what i needed out of it and so um i'm just trying to be transparent about it because it, it's so important that i don't water down you no, know, no. How, how um how you know bad it was in my life and so anyways i found myself in prison i ended up committing a crime my dad had stepped out of my life says i can't I can't help you no more. You're, I, I'm only enabling you, you know, and uh, and so he stepped out of my life, and I ended up in prison. And I, when I found, I ended up in prison. Um, by then, um, here in Mississippi, yes, sir. Where they send you? Uh, they well, my first time I went to Greene County. Uh, on my first uh, prison uh, sentence, I did a 14 month turnaround under the alcohol and drug program, uh, which is. It, then it was a, just a federal front. I mean, just yeah. to, to funnel money into the system because it didn't t- teach me nothing. There was more drugs there than any any place. But that's where I, we want to go. I was going to go into where you know I was introduced to the Simon City Rules, and uh, you know they um, it's in Green County. This was first, in Green County. First trip. Yes, the first trip. And uh, you know I had always hung out with uh, them in the in the streets and stuff, and always wanted to. But anyway, I found myself in there alone in prison and. My family was like they're good, good people, good family, but they 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 stepped out of my life and uh, all the way, and by then I'm alone, and so they come and introduce themselves to me, and you know by then, like you said, I'm alone, and I'm like you know it's starting to sound good, it's a family, and I don't have a family anymore. I mean, we're talking about Simon City, Simon City, they're, yeah, they're like a family. They, yeah, they take people in who are having family issues. Are we your family now? Yeah, 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 and that's the that's the deception, you know, and and I don't believe that they even understand how they're operating in that. But, uh, you know, uh, collectively, that's the deception is is for most men, for most guys.
guys. It wasn't in my situation, but it just so happened to be because I was alone at the time. And I just well, – It know, feels like. It does yeah. feel like. It, and it is. Whether it's real or not, it is. Yeah, I mean, it, in that moment, it is your family. Yeah, And that's why, exactly. it's easy, that's why it's easy to sell it. Yep, yep. And that's what happened. They sold They sold me out to it, and I, I bought it. And um, I lived that life for about 15 years, uh, you know um, – in and out of some real um, hectic situations in prison, I ended up I ended up getting out of prison, and then I violated inst- uh, again with um, um, some uh, serious charges, and found myself in prison on a, under a, a twelve what well, was a twenty year sentence. I ended up doing twelve years on it, and so how long have you been out? I've been out a year and a half. And you just got when you got out. Not to steal your thunder here. When you got out, did you relapse or did you go straight out to Mercy House? No, I I, I relapsed. Uh, I fell on my face. I mean, like I said, my family hadn't been in my life, and uh, and so not because they didn't want to be. Circle back real quick. Yeah, go did, ahead. Were you in that on that tw- in that twelve year run? Where were you? In prison? Yeah. That, oh, I was everywhere. I'd been move you around. Yeah. What? And were you still actively doing drugs in the prison system? Oh yeah. That's that's a lot. Of, I want people to understand that a lot of people, man, they, they, they're not affiliated with anybody who's ever been to prison. They they don't they just all they know is what they see on TV, right? You know, and I, I've haven't been to prison, but uh, been been to jail enough and know know people that I, some people tell me all the time that the most steady stream of drugs they ever got was in prison. Yep, that's exactly true. And and uh, I, I found myself in, in the worst addiction I'd ever been in in prison. Um, and which is dangerous being affiliated with Simon City Royals because, you know, that, that gets, you know, hectic. But anyway, I, um, you know, I ended up, uh, Doing 12 years, I bounced around the prison system. They sent me every everywhere. I did most of the time in C custody, which is behind a cell. But uh, I say, was knee deep. Say that again. What is it? Uh, C custody, which is like your level of custody on which they feel like you are able to uh, be in the in the system. Like you got A, B, and C, which is a violent more. You have the different levels. Like okay. if you're you, you get leveled high is based upon your crime, your age, and your prison history. C being the worst. Yep. So okay, yeah. Yeah. A being more, you can move around. You got yeah. some responsibilities, mm-hmm. and then and, and C is in the cell, and you come out a certain amount of hours, and you know that's where the real like gang affiliation is like flourishing at, like the true like you know the meat of it, you know. So, yeah. but um, and I found myself knee deep in there, man, and um, and I I I've even you know. I just wanted to expose it for what it was, you know, man. It, uh, it took me in for the family, as a family, and, and that was the deception. And, and then as I was in Mike, there. Michael, did the, hold that thought. we got to take a break. Okay. We're going to pick up right there. All this right. is the Clay Edwards Show. Getting a, getting a crazy testimonial from Michael Partridge. Yeah, he's here with Matt Milliman, Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. Hey, hey, guys, people do recover, and you're hearing a story about it right now. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, this segment is brought to you by, let's see here, Men's Health of Mississippi. I was just uh, talking about them earlier. Guys, get your levels checked. You can do it for free. Right now, they're running a special. Menshealthms.com. Menshealthms.com. I had a buddy of mine text me yesterday, or called me yesterday. He's like, man, how long does it take for I get my, he goes, I went to my blood work Friday. I hadn't heard from him yet. I'm like, it was only Monday. It's only Monday. You should hear something Tuesday. So people <laughs> people are excited is the moral of my story. Uh, and people are telling me their stories about their success of getting their testosterone levels checked and getting back on track. And look, guys, it's way more than just your testosterone. They're going to test for everything, get you all chemically balanced properly. 
and uh, you'll be thanking me. You'll be sending me a Christmas card. Heck, your wife may be sending me a Christmas card. So, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. She's going to be so happy with you, she sends me a Christmas card. Anyway, check them out. Menshealthms.com. Get your levels checked today. It's my goal for 2024 is to get as many people as I can get their testosterone levels back right and experience what I have got to experience over the last 12 months of my life. Short of finding God, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself as far as getting back right. You don't realize how important testosterone is until you don't have it, until you get it back after not having it, should I say. Menshealthms.com. All right. Michael Partridge, he's a success story for Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. He was just telling us about his getting out of on a 12-year run in prison. Yes, sir. The Simon City Royals, the whole nine yards. I guess we'll kind of pick up there, man. So you, 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 you're finishing that run, 12 years. Drugs were fluent. Yep. So I mean, would you even say, say when you got out, you relapsed or you just – you never, you weren't unlapsed to relapse. I mean, did you come out right. an addict? I, I came out of prison high on methamphetamine and um, ox, oh, well, uh, roxycotton. Yeah. Um, yep. And so the day I went out into my into the halfway house, I was high. Um, and uh, I remember I was paranoid getting into the uh, halfway house. And then when I got to the halfway house, it was more drugs there. And it just every time I turned around, it was just drugs, man. But um, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I I really was kind of set up for, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't set up for success, you know. Um, and I want to just expound a little bit on the, like uh, we had talked about during the break, you know, about, you know, just exposing, you know, the situation for what it was with the Simon City Royals. You know, I had found myself knee deep in uh, in some really, uh, uh, you know, sticky situations with uh, what they call the family. And, um, you know, the whole time the, the Lord was speaking to me, it was like, you know, I, by then, I had been in the serving with them in in that capacity for about seven, eight years. Just a lot of you know dangerous snake stuff with each other. Like nobody really cared about each other. It was always about theirself. And anyway, the Lord had spoke to me. He's like, "You can't serve two masters." Well, during this time, um, some things were going on, and um, some people were were uh, were um, uh, you know. They were killed, and um, so while I was in there, I was separated uh, from the family. For I was basically smashed out, um, and so I wasn't um, considered to be, you know, a part of the family anymore. And um, you know, years later, now they just recently put a, a, a federal indictment on a, that whole board right there. It's uh, it's on uh, it's on the website now. But um, and during this time, this all because of Burl Kane. Um, he come in, I believe, in the system. I think in like 2020 or 2021. Yeah, twenty one, I think. Yeah, and uh, and he changed the game, man, to where like you know that federal indictment came in because of Burl. Uh, someone had you know, like I said, got murdered, and the Lord, you know, he he by His grace, he pulled me out of all that during that time, and and I believe I'm only here today because I'm able to, you know, um, because of that, and um, and uh, yeah, Burl Kane came in, and he changed the game, and um, he's, and for those that don't know, Burl Kane's the new commissioner over MDOC. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's in charge of all the prisons. He came in after the the, the Epps deal and cleaned that thing up. Yes, and he did. I imagine it became a lot harder to barter 
in jail. Oh yeah. Once Burl Kane got there too, because oh, they the, what they did with commissary and cigarettes and just, and all, and all that stuff. He cut he cut off all avenues. Is I mean, really, he can't went to the head of it, and that's really what it had to do. Cut the head off the snake. Yeah, he cut the head off, off the snake, and that's where he went to the organizations, and he's Rico acting all that, and uh, you can't even you know you can't function in there uh, in any capacity as far as a as far as a um, organization. I mean, it happens. It's still going on, but it's it's so watered down now that they have no power in there. And so, I mean, he he really brought some a game changer to the prison system. I mean, you know, I I don't want to say that, but in retrospect, I wish it would have happened years ago while I was there. Yeah. But um, I mean, you know, when I went back, I you know, I I went back on a violation, and that's what. But anyway, when I went back, it was already like he he has facial recognition in the in the zones now, and uh, I mean, just like I said, he's doing a game changer, man, and cutting the like I said, cutting the head off the snake and uh, trying to, you know, Rico act any organization activity. And that was neat federal, about it, right? Yeah, it's what, federal. What's neat about it is, is that, you know, Michael felt this, like, I can't serve two masters. I, I want to do what's right. He was trying to somehow serve God, but caught up in that. And then he got pushed out. When we yep. say smashed out, what, what he's saying is, is that they uh, pushed him out of the gang, and, and meaning he's no longer affiliated with them. And so he's not involved in that stuff anymore. And then little did he know, years later, they would actually federally RICO act these guys and put charges on them and send them all over the state, and they'll probably do a lot of time in prison. And that happened in the 30-day window, basically, that you were kind of smashed out? Well, he had been out for a while, okay. for a while, but they just went back on yeah. those guys that were involved in that some gotcha. of that structure. Well, the he, feds, he had gotten out. Well, the feds were doing the investigation, but when you know how the feds work, when they come and bring you your indictment, you're indicted and you're guilty. Yeah, <laughs> they can go back so, a long time. So it took they them six the years evidence. to do it. It yeah. took them six years to do it because this happened in 2017. So it took them six years to do it, and they just federally indicted them last year. But and I didn't even know this wasn't even a part of my testimony until I realized that I was told by someone. I looked it up, and there, there they all are. And at the time, I was being, I was smashed out and separated from that, uh, from the organization at that time. You know, and it's just, it's just a God, all, only God in that situation, man. You, you mentioned God was talking to you. Yeah. You know, while you were in jail, while you're high. Yeah. And people out there that maybe not ever been involved in this kind of stuff. We got a wide audience here, man. You know, yeah. some people have been like us, been through the fire. And other people who ain't never been, never, never burned, and they they can't imagine. What do you mean you high and talking to God? I think that's how God he finds you at your lowest. Yes, yes. And, and he pull, pull, you know extends a hand and pulls you up out of it if you if you allow him to. Yeah, he'll meet you in any any situation, man. He just needs you to. I, in my situation, what I believe the two ingredients in in my life that I needed was brokenness and willingness. You know, I was done with me. I had to remove Michael, and Michael basically had to die, <laughs> you know, for him to live, for the Lord to live in me. And so uh, I had to empty myself of me for him to be able to, you know, um, you know, come and um, reside in me. And But it took a lot. Of, it took a lot. It took me to hit, to hit rock bottom. And I, I believe, like you said earlier, I heard you speaking like, you know, I, I, my heart is still for the broken. And, and But you, I can't make you be broken and realize that you need the help. So that's where it's a it's a fine line where it's it's just not it's, I don't believe that it's it's hard hearted I just believe that you're like I'm gonna be wasting my energy until you're willing to know you need the help and you can't do this anymore alone then mm-hmm. and so that's where I was at when I came in this program and I want to just real quick go into the program for a second yeah. because I just want to say because I mean I I just so powerful how you know it works there because if if listen if Lord can meet me there and and do what He did in me then He can do it for anybody. 
And that's what I want to get across to anybody that might be listening right now. Use this time to to maybe speak to one person that might be in a, in their mess or not really knowing what to do. And um and the Lord met me right there in that program. But it was a lot of different things that had to believe a culmination of things that had to happen. I believe with the work ethic situation, they put you to work. They waive the fee. The guys that work there, they've they've completed the program and they're walking in that. And uh, that's so powerful to me because I've been to a lot of places and they try to tell me how to get clean. Uh, but they've never even gotten high. The success stories check out, and you don't see the success stories here. Right. They're there. They're living right there they're with part you. part of it. And, and they're in the trenches with you, and that's so powerful. And, I mean, I've met some awesome men there as my leaders. I mean, Matt, uh, he's a, a success story. And, yep. I mean, but – and that's why I can follow up under something like that. And, and anyway, so – and then they we have so many different arms. Another thing, like I do my fundraising, and, and I'm able to go out, be tempted – overcome come back where i'm held accountable and it just allows you where in a lot of places they put you in a program and you, you don't really have that temptation you stay there for 90 days six months you don't they keep you there and you're never really tempted so when you get out you don't know how to overcome situations or navigate in the world and here at the program i mean they allow they allow you know ex-drug addicts you know with a van to go out and you know spread the gospel and and try to you know fundraise and you know give you that grace you know they if, that the, the lord gives you and it's just a powerful uh tool that's used i believe that god uses all those things for his good and um they have some new cha- we have the new chapel up there we have an awesome new kitchen that they just built um you know with the walk-in freezers i mean it's some it's really some nice commodities up there man and uh it's, it's like home to me man it's a brotherhood up there man a true family the one that i you know i'd been missing my whole life absolutely let's take a break real quick we'll be right back on the clay edward show welcome back into the clay edwards show this segment is going to be brought to you by advanced tree care guys 40 years of experience as a licensed tree surgeon whether you offer, whether you need tree removal, tree pruning, tree cabling, brush and debris haul off, stump grinding, lot cleaning, or storm work cleanup, Advanced Tree Care has you covered. They're known for taking down the trees others walk away from, and they, I promise you, will go out on a limb for you. Very easy phone number, 601 455 Tree six zero one four five five tree advanced tree care right here in central Mississippi for over forty years. You can't beat that. You ain't accidentally in business for forty years and not be overwhelmingly spectacular at what you do. Six zero one four five five tree advanced tree care. All right, man. We're here in the studio with some of our guys from Mercy House. Adult and Teen Challenge. We got Michael Partridge telling us his story, his testimony of overcoming the depths of hell. Yep. And to get to where he's at. And we got Matt Milliman, who's been a success story for years now, but he's still a success story of Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge, which is great. And now you run the place. That's right. I mean, and it's really neat how it all comes together because so many people have so many gifts and talents. Even Michael in, in prison, some of them guys that, that that are involved in gang life and all that stuff, they're they're not the the bad people everybody thinks they are. They're, they're doing bad things and they're involved in drugs, but it's an identity, yep. and that identity can change. 
Anybody can change, and we believe that. People recover. Anybody can change their life. It's like Michael, he had so much potential but didn't know how to live it. And, and he come into the program, he never knew how, and now he's learning how to actually live life. What, you know? what are you finding out? that you're good at doing legally. I mean, I, I bet logistics is a, is a good, is a strong point for you lining stuff up leadership, you know, like we need to do this, 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 and this, you know, like you gotta be really good at logistics to, 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 to run a criminal organization from jail. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, so yeah. there are some, there are some experiences that can come that can translate into the real world. Right. I believe, I believe all those, um, those skills were actually given to me by God originally and the world, uh, changed that and the the enemy just you know kind of perverted that into a, a way that you know i'm to to advance that for him but um but I, I i believe that i have have always had that um those skill sets and i mean just like anybody else we're all leaders in in some way or shape or form you just got to realize and start operating in it but i haven't really just like found my groove in what i do i just i honestly my heart right now and I, i'm glad you asked me that because my heart right now is man i want to reach that addict in their place and their brokenness and and let them see me and let them and 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 just like I was able to do it with Matt when I seen him and when I was able to with Howard and 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 that brokenness and say hey man I was just there you can do this you can do this too just stay long enough and let the Lord do his work in you and right so right now I'm kind of just doing a feel for that I'm going to let kind of you know my leaders kind of maybe see cuz sometimes you're not able to see what you're really good at, you sure. know, but others can, you know what I mean? So I think I'm just going to wait and see what my leaders kind of see what I just want to, I want to operate in the, in the ministry and whatever capacity is that is, um, you know, beneficial to the ministry. Not yeah. where I want to be maybe, you know, because where I want to be ain't always got me where I need to be. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, leadership, I would love to do that if that's what that's called, you know? Um, so I would just love to help lead men to lead, lead men to Christ and uh, overcome addiction. Yeah, absolutely. Michael, that's got Matt. I mean, that's got to be one of the one of the gratifying things of watching this program, watching people kind of cycle through. And as, as I'm guessing that you know, at the end of the year, they don't if they don't have anywhere to live, they don't have to leave. I mean, do they? I mean, they no, they, can, they can stay they, and work and yeah. So guys make their own decisions. Everybody's responsible for their own actions and choices. And and guys, when they graduate, they have opportunities to stay around. We have houses, and we're actually trying to expand and get more homes and and provide more um, opportunities. And that's a diff- different topic, but. It's encouraging that, that guys like Michael get a chance to get their life together, but also um, it's a choice. He can leave, you know what I mean? Um, other guys can come and go as they, as, as they want to. It's fun to see him find these passions. Like, you know, right now his is giving back. Mm-hmm. But then you mm-hmm. find guys that may, you know, get into something that's not uh, ministry or, you know, rehabilitation related. It's like, you know, they discovered that they were good at something, whether it's it's building or selling or, yeah. you know, whatever else. They, they found that passion for something while they were there. And it's like, hey, how do I, I really want to go do this? Right? I mean, I, I wish everybody would go learn a physical trade to work with their hands. Well, this is what we're doing, Clay. We, we started what we call third phase. It's the last phase before graduation. It's the last five months of the program. And, and this year, that program's been going about seven months. And we're, we're looking at partnering with um, trade schools, colleges, yeah. to offer a trade for those that want it and need it, because that's that's a, that's a big hindrance. You know? hey, look, so, I mean, right now, I, I watched the most recent episode of South Park, and I didn't think I'd be talking about South Park this morning, but they projected into the future just a little bit, let's say 20 years. And, you know, like right now, you can go to, say, a Home Depot, and there's certain fo- folks out there trying to find work, you know, manual manual labor kind of guys trying to find work for people who may need some, some help. In the future, it's the other way around. It's the people... 
that the, the, the people who can work with their hands are the billionaires. The plumber, mm-hmm. the general handyman is yeah. the billionaire. And it's people out there that need us something. All, all the men that ain't never worked with their hands needing something worked on, holding up a sign, trying to find the hardworking man coming to Home Depot to get the stuff. And I, I say all that to say there's definitely a need for trade. We talked earlier uh, for learning a trade. We talked earlier about felons getting a second chance in the employment situation. Um, I don't think he minds me mentioning his name. I always look back to Benny Ivey. You know, the guy was part of the Simon City Royals, went to prison, the whole nine yards, got out, learned how to, got into plumbing, working for another guy. Now he owns a very successful plumbing company. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's, the, that's the best way to overcome that employment obstacle yeah. as a felon is make yourself so dang good at something and so willing to work that people can't say. From un- I heard somebody say this not too long ago. He goes, I went from being undesirable to un-effing deniable. Come on. And uh, I mean, it just really resonated with me, you know, from undesirable to undeniable. And using the skills you have, yep. which is neat, using the gifts and skills you had you were doing wrong with or whatever to build a business that yep. helps other people and, and provides for your family and gives back to the community. And there's so much that can happen, you know. When yeah, you, then you, you turn around and you have the opportunity to, to hire people coming yeah, out the program and give back. And, 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 give yeah, back. You help, so it's really neat. Yeah, I just think watching somebody learn a trade – is one they didn't think they had. They didn't think they even right. had a, had an ability to. No matter where you're at in life, how how old you are, you know, especially honestly with us older cats, learning how to do something, you know, trying to teach an old dog new tricks type thing. <laughs> man, it's, it's so rewarding to see the fire. It's like when they get first fired up for Christ and they're they're just all into it. You know, it's a, it's a competition to see who's going to be at the church the most and <laughs> and all that. Who can read the most and who you know. It's, it's, and that's fun. That is great competition. But when they when they start finding out ways to do that with your career too, and say, okay, you know, inevitably it feels like a lot of guys they, they're in the program, they get fired up, and they they want to be part of the program forever. But you know, fire situations change, people change, all that. Like, okay, <clears throat> maybe I need to go on to my my next phase, the third phase, learn a trade, yeah. figure out something, you know, start thinking about a family, start thinking about you know buying a, being a how homeowner. How do you actually be successful? Yeah, how do you be successful? How do you live? Yep. A lot of programs don't teach those traits that are. A lot of programs do a lot of great work. There's so many good programs in our area that do a lot of good work. We're, we're one of them. We're all partners to, to, to help people. But it's really neat to give guys tools to actually be successful because that's what people lack. They don't know how to live, yep. especially when you've been doing drugs your whole life. You've worked high your, your whole life. You've, you know, you've done shady things, and, and teaching men that work ethic is, is important. You know. Yep. And Go ahead. No, that third phase, I've actually been there, in there, watching how it works, the inner workings of it. And it's I've seen it's powerful how I see that guys are transitioning from that program into the workforce. And, I mean, they're, they've got these pretty good jobs, man, making good money. And, I mean, they're, they're always busy working. And, I mean, it is kind of really impactful to see that, you know, to see them. I walked with some of the guys in the program, come in, broken, and now they're in the workforce and they're making yeah. an impact in the community. And so, but you, you do see, you know, like you went through the – gang the kind of the gang side of things you know where a lot of these people are guys that were doing blue collar jobs yeah the electricians plumbers carpenters stuff like that and they were you know and there's a lot of drugs and those you know Mm -hmm. people that do drugs and go try to work all those hours and this that and the other that's kind of how they got sucked in you know so you get you get those guys cleaned up and be able to do what they can do to bring to the ministry. Like, I know y'all build your stuff out there. When y'all build something, you use the hands that God we gave do. you out there. And, you know, there's guys in the program that help give back by whether it's plumbing, laying floors, roofing, whatever the case may be. That's and right. then they get that fire again for that, for that 
people need a passion to live for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know the ultimate passion is Christ, but people need to learn how to put their hands to work and yes. to be a part of something and, and to have community and to, you know, all those things are important. You know, you like what you do, Clay. You like speaking. You like causing chaos. And, yes. and But speaking the truth about things that nobody wants to talk about, and you're passionate about it. And so you, you, don't mind you found to something work for that, 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 that <laughs> it's good for you. And it's, and, it's, and it's reaching people. And the same for me. I'm passionate about seeing men get set free. I'm passionate about restoring broken families one man at a time, putting fathers back in the home. I mean, I'm passionate about that. Guys like Michael, because I've been there. I've been in prison. I know what it's like. I saw those guys that were gang members and all that stuff, and I never saw them for being the gang member. I was always like, man, these guys, are worth, they're worth so much more. Yeah, they're doing this because they've got entrepreneurial minds, and yeah. they've got leadership minds. And then, so, of course, they get in that environment, and, and they don't know no better, and they're just operating. But what, what would happen if their life got turned around and they mm. met Christ and realized he created them to use that for more? And yeah. that's what I like to, to see. Absolutely. Let's take a break, come back. We're going to land the plane for the day. We've got Matt Milliman. We've got Michael Partridge, Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. When we come back, we're going to land the plane telling you guys how you can donate again. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Welcome back into the show. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We uh, had some guests in here this morning. We're Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. Matt Milliman, Michael Partridge. Before I pass the baton back to those guys, if you're out riding around this morning, you're looking for somewhere to eat breakfast, get over to Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. They got three locations. The two that serve breakfast are the brand new Flowood location. I went over there a couple Saturdays ago and ate great lunch. And of course, they got the one in downtown Madison there as well. I think it's on Main Street, but right in that general vicinity. But get over there. The new Flowood location right there at Dogwood, right in front of Dick's Sporting Goods. I mean, right on Lakeland. It ain't hidden. You can't miss it. Get over there. Enjoy the Smash Burger. I think they got the Build Your Own Burger is the special of the month. Uh, of course, they got way more than just burgers. They got great salads, wraps. They got the smoked chicken wings. Not deep frying. How you feeling all cruddy after you eat it. Smoked chicken wings. I like the Nashville Hot. Of course, you do whatever flavor you like. And, of course, they have the biggest My Forearm cheese sticks available there. <clears throat> you can buy them in a bundle of six, or they're so big, you can just add them as a uh, side. For I think they cost like $2 a piece, and you can order them individually. But trust me when I tell you, you get your money's worth. Burgers, blues, barbecue. Don't forget their food trucks. Open six days a week, closed on Sundays. That's burgers, blues, barbecue, breakfast at... Madison and the brand new Dogwood location is open. Get over there, enjoy a burger today. And don't forget, they got the Smash Burger Challenge. Three pounds of burger, pound and a half of fries. Can you finish it in 45 minutes? It's free if you can. Check them out for details. All right, guys, that's what we need to do one day. Go try the Smash Burger Challenge. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. That's how you get some real, real strong muscles. Absolutely. <laughs> Lifting the hamburger. Uh, all right, look, in closing, man. Because uh, people are in and out of their cars constantly throughout this. Unfortunately, everybody doesn't sit and listen the whole two hours. How can people donate? So listen, what I want to say is this. People do recover. Um, my story is, a, is, a, is an example of that. My life's been changed. Michael's story has been, 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 been being written. All of ours are. And we can recover and we can change. Our mission at Mercy House is restoring broken families one man at a time. One person can make a difference. I believe that. That's why we fight for one person in the program. We let them come in free if they don't have any money. We believe that. And so uh, the, the community listen, and you guys can get behind us. 
You can go buy a vehicle at our auto center in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Look us up on Facebook, Mercy House Auto Center Teen Challenge. Um, you can go to our, our website, mercyhouseautocenter.com. We have almost 100 vehicles in inventory that you can buy, Honda Accords, over 20 you know, SUVs, small SUVs, large SUVs. You can support us that way. We also have cheaper cars. Another way you can support us, you can go to our website, uh, mercyhouseatc.com, um, and you can make a monthly donation, and uh, that would really help us. You can also donate to our thrift stores. We have two thrift stores, one in Pearl and one in Byram. We pick up your items. Um, I bought some stuff at the one in Byron. We all even delivered it. Yeah, and we, we, we deliver. Um, and you can also, you know, donate your items. That's the lifeblood of it. And also, you can, if you got a vehicle, you got vehicles in your yard, or you got a vehicle that's, you know, parked and you haven't been using it for a while, and you can donate that vehicle to us. We'll, we'll fix it, sell it. You can get a tax deduction. And um, that tax deduction is real on your tax return. Whatever we sell the vehicle for, you get that as a tax deduction. And we want you to partner with us just to help. Um, us reach more people in this area. We've got a vision that we want to free as many people as possible from addiction. So thank you guys. Matt, thank you. Michael, great story, man. Would like to have you back thank again you sometime down the road, me, get an update on you here in a few months. And uh, y'all are always welcome. Open invitation here on the Clay Edwards show. We've uh, enjoyed today, man. I, you know, hearing about the Simon City Royals, being able to tie in, uh, talking about that pauper's field. Don't let that become you in that pauper's field. Don't let your family be so tired of you that they just let you lay to rest permanently in a pauper's field with just a stick with a number on it for uh, for what was your life. You can be so much more if you're battling addiction right now. So I, I know we have people who are in the fire listening right now. Y'all told me you are. Uh, reach out to Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge and let them get you back free of addiction and back in the home being a father to your kids. See y'all tomorrow.